Only six months ago, there would have been no problem trying to find a particular author in the school's library. But things had changed since then. The girls of St. Nocturnes had discovered the Red Red Rose, a hip artist club where cosmopolitan vampires and humans mixed equally, sharing stories, drinks, each other's bodies. Poetry was beloved of vampires, and now every human girl who aspired to become chic or fashionable or cultured was leaping at books she'd scorned in her literary classes. Of course, the girls of the poetry club were bewildered and excited by the sudden change, but they could not pretend that they weren't also a little chagrined. The words, We were here first, formed on their lips every time the sight of a nocturne student. Rhinestone-studded short-skirt bobbing, heels clacking, a tattered edition of the collected poems of Wallace Stevens tucked neatly between their breast and forearm, where months ago a Michael Kors handbag would have rested, flashed past in the hallway. The club was beginning to miss the days of anonymity. But we shouldn't have to read bad poetry, Agatha said. What do these girls know about what they're reading? It's all just a few pretty words for them. It's all just... Before she could get further in her argument, a burst of laughter rang out from behind their table. It was the third such burst that had occurred in the last half hour. The girls had tried not to pay any attention to the distraction, but now all three whirled around in their seats. Duds, Agatha said, lowering her voice so that only Alice and Imogen could hear. I hate those girls. Duds was the term that had been applied to the girls who recently appeared in the village. The name was an adaptation from the word dread from dreadlocks, which adorned the heads of a number of the new girls. The hair was greasy and thick and hung like enormous rat's tails, often from beneath a patterned bandana or a straw Panama hat. The hair was the easiest means of identifying a dud, but there were many others, from flannel shirts and baggy jeans to the cannonball laughter that erupted like firecrackers, complete with the smoke of the girls' cigarellos. Grouped together, the duds were a striking and even threatening sight. I want to say something to them. It's not going to get us anywhere, Imogen said, trying to be diplomatic. It's an open cafe. They're allowed to make as much noise as they want. But it's not right, Agatha said, standing. These bitches are guests in our town. Somebody needs to let them know when they've overstepped their boundaries. And without another word, she was out of her chair and making her way to the duds. It took Imogen roughly twenty seconds of watching Agatha go pale to see that things would not end well unless someone jumped into the rescue. She was at the table a moment later. Hi, she said briskly, putting on her most neutral smile. The duds fixed blankly on Agatha, slowly turned to regard Imogen. There were three of them, two of which could have been twins. The third, sitting with her legs sprawled in a position of comfortable dominance, had both a burlier frame and more elegant face than the other two. Imogen recognized her instantly as the leader. There's no problem here, is there? The burly girl shrugged. I don't know, she said her voice hot and intense. Imogen felt a shiver quiver upwards inside her. The girl motioned to Agatha, who was doing her best to slide away from the table. This your friend? Yes. 
this one, the one who's telling us to be quiet? Yes. Imogen planted her hand on her hip. The girl snickered when she saw Imogen take her stance. Okay, okay, big girl, she smiled. Her teeth glimmered like enamel. Y'all are cute when you're mad.